As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible, they engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cabas and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 at Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Monday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, the early break fun show so far. you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. Talked about, a lot about the games yesterday. The Bengals take down the Chiefs 27-24 in overtime. And the Rams come back from a 10-point deficit going to the fourth quarter to win 20-17. They are going to play the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Wonderful Sunday. It was a great Sunday. It was. It was exciting. Both games were, I would... I would say both games were extremely exciting. Yeah. Did you say that? And I think that a lot of people thought there might be disappointment, a letdown because of how good the games were last week. Usually Not usually usually you have one great round and like and then the championship's probably terrible or boring. Not the case. And it appeared that way in the first half of Bengals Chiefs, but did not end that way. It was a stunning end. Bravo to all four teams hey, involved. Call it what it was. That was a stunning end, and we're going to get here to partly why. Because of what happened at the end of the Chiefs-Bengals game. was, I was really uncomfortable with the Chiefs' approach. We'll get to that. By the yep. way, I'm just seeing headlines on the Journal Star website, the Lincoln Journal Star website, and you, you know this part of town. Man arrested after crashing into Moose's tooth building. I saw that at 27th and Vine. How, how it... How have I not run into that building in all these years? <laughs> it's, I'm, I, it's right on the road. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. somebody run it, ran into it. It'd be hard not to run into it. Well, you know, I, I think you probably know what you're doing on the road. You're not a good driver. No, you've admitted that. We all know it. But oh, it's, it's, it's still probably hard to run off the road and hit a building. I don't know. That building is right on. It the, is close. I, I'm always sort of. Amazed when I pull up there to one of those lights on the four-way stop, I always look at that like, man, that building is like right on a right on the street. It's not right on it, obviously, but it's it's like five feet off the street at a at the, one of the most busy intersection busiest intersections in the in the city. Yeah, I, it gets run into. I'd be more surprised you wouldn't like run into more like barricades turning like into fast food drive-throughs stuff like that. Like there's there's Here's what I've several noted. amigos out there have like these barriers. I'm yeah. like I, I feel like I get close to hitting them with my car. I can't imagine you or somebody in a pickup or a, a big van how, how they can make that turn without scraping. Yeah, the thing. I feel bad. I almost feel like I need to apologize to people. I, I'm getting a lot. Of, like I've noticed recently, a lot of people like honking. 
I get honked at a lot. And not because they know who you are. No, no, it's because I'm swerving. Um, there's a, a a woman in Omaha the other day who just lit me up. I mean, lit, I don't know exactly what I did wrong. Um, maybe turned in front of her. I, I turned on a red, you know. I turned left on a red, which I think you can do at some parts of Omaha. You can do that. Yeah, if it's a one-way yeah. going that direction. Yeah, one-way going that way. If it's not a one-way, no, you can't Now, I turned in front of her, and, you know, then, then you see – then you know what happens. You look in your rear view, and you can see the person, and, mm-hmm. man, it was uh, it was grisly. She was she was lighting me up. Fingers going up in the air. Yeah, she was pointing. throwing up her hands, and you could tell what she was saying. And it happens way too often. Did you hear screeching of tires at all, or what? No, there's no screeching. Okay. It wasn't egregious. What I did was not egregious. I might have – turned in front of her when she was moving pretty rapidly anyway um happens to the best of us yeah there's a lot of people though though i know that just won't let me drive now they'll say no no no, i'll drive i mean that's it's happening more and more well i'm good on the hog though at least you're aware of it i'm good on the hog and i've never look and i'm here i'm 55 i'm sitting here that's what i always say i made it this far i'm here all right I, i got my limbs I mean, I'm not. You should put a camera on your car and see how this really goes. Anyway, we got to talk about this game. Okay, so you were interested in the late I just, stages of Chiefs Bengals yeah. because the whole dialogue, Romo and Nance, Nance, Nance. was: Are they going to score too soon? When's the optimum time to score? You know what? Set up the situation. Well, okay. Here's the deal: the the Bengals are leading this game 24-21. The Chiefs just went for it on fourth and one or third and one, and just got the first down to bleed clock and effectively do what they want to end the game. They can try to score a touchdown. They can get all the way down to a field goal. They are in control. They can go up 28-24 with a touchdown. That's right. Right. Correct. With a minute 40 to go at this point. Okay, but here's the issue I had watching the game. Not, I didn't have an issue with Romo or Nance, but the the issue was with this whole dialogue of when is the optimum time to score? Okay, if the Chiefs had that in their brain, to me that's a problem. You know why it's a problem? Because you're thinking about the optimum time to score instead of we got to find we a way to score. score. Yeah, we haven't scored this whole half, yeah, oh, it, by the way. You can't take for granted that you're going in the end zone, and it felt like the Chiefs were doing that. They had moved the ball. That was the best. They would moved the ball the entire second half. Yeah. And, they, and they got the big fourth, the big first down to get you know on the five-yard line, and it's all their control. The Bengals have no timeouts to use. Like They can't stop the clock. This is on the Chiefs to say, how do we stop this? And – the philosophy you heard all over Twitter and even people talk, you know, obviously Nance and Romo were asking, do you let the Chiefs score? If you're the Bengals, do you let them okay. score okay. to take, take the touchdown lead or do you trust your defense to make a stop? And, and if it was like the Bills game <laughs> mm-hmm. where that was defenses were doing nothing. Let them score. Like, is, is it always circumstantial in how you operate the, or, or is it I don't like the an let- issue of gamesmanship to say we're going to let you score so we can go take it our, ourselves? I don't like the let a team score concept, but I'm more interested either. right now for a second here on the chief situation, because it felt to me like they were messing around with the clock and wondering optimum time to get in. Right. We don't want to leave the Bengals too much time, etc. Now what I'm thinking the whole time when I'm watching is quit worrying about that. Just score, just score. You can't, if you're thinking about that, you're giving the defense a big advantage. Sure. If you're thinking, Okay, on this play, we're not going to try to score because 
we don't want to score this early. You're just surrendering plays in the red zone where it's tightened up anyway. I hope that's not what the Chiefs were doing, but it felt like they were. Thinking too much about clock and not enough about getting in the end zone. I'm thinking if I'm the head coach, I'm calling. Do they have a timeout? I'm, 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 or I'm maybe not calling timeout, but at a break, I'm telling Mahomes, hey, don't worry about the clock. Just score, man. Just score. Get in the damn end zone. All right. I don't care how much time's left. Just go score. Because if you're thinking about the perfect time to score, your thoughts aren't where they should be. It's hard enough to score whenever. Right. You don't pick your time no. to score. Not in that situation. In the first half, they did. and they, But in the second half, it was different. Yeah, and you're not picking your time. I here. know you feel like you're untouchable. You're a magician. Uh, but but what happened was, yeah, they got cute. They got cute. And, and they went backwards, back-to-back plays. Yeah. And, and Mahomes fumbled, by the way, and they uh, got it back. That, that could have ended the game that there. offensive lineman jumped on it. Think about that. They, oh, they, yeah. They go from like being in the greatest situation to all of a sudden not scoring any points and losing. That yep. would have been amazing. Oh, they looked rattled late in that game, the Chiefs. So they looked rattled. And that was a – yeah, what was Mahomes doing? That spy on that the play spy. came from nowhere. Yep. And I think he got frazzled, obviously got frazzled, ball hit out of his hand, fumbled. Now the Chiefs are in a situation where they got to kick a 44-yard field goal. After they're just on the five-yard right. line to start that first-round series. That's why it was fascinating to me after the coin flip when the crowd at Arrowhead went wild when the Chiefs when the Chiefs won the flip, right? Okay, now here we the, go again, just like just like last week, right? right? But the the assumption that, that was going to happen after what you saw was it was it felt uncomfortable to me. Why do you think they're going to score automatically this time after what you just saw? He scored three points the entire second half, and those three were at the buzzer to force overtime. Right, and then in the first on the first possession of overtime, the Chiefs looked rattled. Still, yep, they still looked rattled. I, yeah, well, I think that's as far partially as le- there too is the fact they they thought they were going to score a touchdown to, to win the game. I thought so too, and I that's so too. why they were probably frazzled, saying, "Oh my gosh, we got sacked twice. I fumbled the ball, we got it back." Of course. I'm going to be rattled. Rattled. Because the things aren't going the way I envisioned them going. I thought they dinked around in the final possession of regulation too much worrying about clock. That's what I thought But But I'm curious, do you you ever believe in the scenario where you you let the opposing team score? Isn't this a pretty good example of why you you fight off that urge? Because if Cincinnati let them score, where are you? At that point, there's no. no guarantee you go score on them. Oh, no. and, and by the way, you need a touchdown because you'd you, you be down by See, four then. Isn't with, this a very good example of why you fight that? Yeah, th- this was for the Bengals. Yeah, they proved to the people that just say you, you let them score huh. that you don't need to. Huh. You can hold them. Tur- you can get a turnover. You can you can get a fumble or, or you know get an interception. Maybe you get a tipped ball that helps out. Rely on you. if you're de- if you trust your defense. That's the key thing. Do you trust your- is your defense good? If it's not, then I understand maybe where you let them go. But if you have allowed the team no points in the second half, I'm sorry. I trust those guys. I'm not let I'm not letting them score at all. Here's the thing about letting the team score. It defies nature. It's like a mm. bird flying upstream. It just when you see it, you're like, oh, something's not right, right? Yes. Like it just defies nature. Could you? You're letting the team. Can you score? imagine Nebraska like doing that, letting the ah, team score. 
be, it, it, it's uncomfortable to me because of what I just said. It's, it's not, it's counterintuitive to sport, right? It's counterintuitive to the notion of defense. Now, what people are going to say is, Asip, thinking man's game. You got to, you got It's also a thinking man's game. You got to think. Eh. You can outthink yourself. And, and you know what? If the Bengals would have let them score, that would have been out trying to outthink themselves. Stop them. Stop them. Good point here, but this is a different, different situ, situ, uh, situation. Someone says if the game had been tied, it makes sense to let them score, right? Yeah. If, if it's 24 all, then I, yeah, I get that. But in that situation, all, I think about, think that through. Think that through. 24 all. You have no timeouts left. They're going to probably kick a field goal to win the game. So yeah. let them score right away. Yeah. But that so there's different situations where maybe it is more plausible, or or more, or I mean makes more sense. Yeah. If it, it yeah if it was twenty four all and they're at the five yard line mm-hmm. with a minute forty to go and no timeouts left for you, mm-hmm. I I might I'd probably understand letting them score the touchdown because they're going to bleed that clock all the way down to what ten seconds to kick a field goal at the five. But if you're up by three and your defense is playing great. Like it's very situational. It's there's no that's it. That's common it. answer that we're 100 percent of the time you just do this. That's it. That's it. I know. I know. It, it was tempting. Like there's a lot of people that thought let them score because they're going to score anyways, and there's always variables involved here. Again, turnovers. The Bengals happen. were ahead. They were. That's why it's really counterintuitive, right? It's yes. really counterintuitive. If it's tied, this up. was not the case. How many people were even saying? I, heard, I saw a lot of people. Yeah. I, lot, it was everywhere. That's overthinking it. Stop them. Yeah, the game was not tied. Yeah, this is – yeah, if it was tied, I, you could make Probably a stronger it, yeah. case. Yeah. But not when you're up by three and you've been playing dominant defense the whole half. Yeah, and I think the Chiefs got in a situation where they were thinking about too much clock. They are thinking about the clock. That was in their mind too much other than just we got to get in it. We got to get in the end zone. Call plays to get us in the end zone. Don't get conservative on first and second down because we're tr- trying not to get in the end zone. And then they got themselves in a fix. That's what happened. I, I mean, I have a lot of respect for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but they they looked. I mean, they botched it. They botched that, Jake. That's that's just the way it is. They botched it. They did. They had a great chance to go in the end zone, and they messed around too much. <laughs> They blew a lot. That, that's that. And by the way, that was twice to end both halves. They had a great chance. I mean, they were at the yep. five yard oh, line yeah. with a first down to end you know, to at the fourth quarter, and in the second quarter, they were on the one yard line to end the half with no timeouts. And Mahomes throws that little kind of like short pass to Tyreek Hill, and he can't get in. Now, here's the thing: we second guess that Tyreek Hill in the open field. You you usually feel pretty good about right. Yeah, but there's two guys there. They, they there's know, two guys they, there. But guess what? You always you always have eyes on, on Tyreek Hill. Hill. Yeah, in that situation, you you've got two guys thinking about it's Hill and Kelsey, and Kelsey has been a, a red zone freak. I mean, that guy is impossible to stop on the red zone. And by the way, the first touchdown the Chiefs had, Tyreek Hill had a phenomenal grab. He was sprinting to his left, made a great grab. I'm like, how do you stop that? But he was in the end zone. Yeah, wasn't trying to get in. He at the one yard line, he was. Not in the end zone yet. To Andy Reid's credit, he took full responsibility for all of this. Said this is on this is on me. It's not on Patrick. Yep. Got to call. I got to call better plays. 
Let's get a call from Brandon, 402-464-5685. Brandon, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, Brandon. Great, Brandon. Hey, just listen to you guys talk about uh, kind of the, the decision-making in that Chiefs-Bengals game. Kind of leads you to wonder, uh, does that give Zach Taylor and the Bengals an edge over uh, McVay and the Rams? Because watching that game and listening to Aikman, uh, during the commentary of that towards the end, they talked about how it seemed like McVeigh was pressing, just trying to, to to really press to get the win in that game with the challenges and yeah. and costing himself the timeout. Yeah. You know, he did that in the divisional championship game. How much more is he going to press in the Super Bowl? I think that should be the, one of the narratives leading up to that game is, you know, Zach Taylor – let the game come to him. They made the decisions when they needed to. That won them that game. Is McVay's tendencies of pressing, is that going to cost them the Super Bowl? Yeah, I wonder. I mean, good That's point, call, Brandon. Brandon. That challenge that McVay made on the, the, the non-fumble, he challenged number 44. Jushik, yeah. yeah. The, the fullback. Yeah, it wasn't even close to a fumble. Now, it was somebody in McVay's ear giving I... him bad information. I don't know, but when you saw the replay, it, oh I mean, God. there was I, – I said, what are you looking at? He had been down for a couple seconds, it felt Why like. would you waste a challenge on that? I have no idea. And then the Niners went out there and tried to like, – said, we're going to go for this, and it was just attempt to get him off sides. They didn't jump. They punted back there after a delay of game. But, yeah, I, I – What was McVay thinking there? That was scary. Tries to be smarter than the opponent, and that was dumb. <laughs> Sometimes you're trying to outsmart, you just end up really dumb. Yeah, it was one of the worst challenges I've ever seen in that situation. <laughs> Pretty Okay, it was one of the worst challenges I've ever seen regardless of situation. The situation made it even worse. Pretty bad. Yeah, that situation, come and on. And they overcame it, though. Yeah, they did. Uh, they Congratulations overcame, uh, to McVay. Yeah, without timeout stuff, they figured it out. And... Jake, I, I feel like we haven't – I mean, how bad do you feel for the Chiefs fan base right now? I don't feel bad at all for them. <laughs> How can I feel bad for the Chiefs? They made four straight conference championships and won two of them, and they hosted four straight. What? I had, I had, yeah, thank you. I had Chiefs fans, when I said, I tweeted out, Bengals win America's new team. Let's go. I was, I was jacked. They said, Don't well, you have a heart. typical Dolphins fan. I'm like, what are you t- I, Listen, if the Dolphins had won the game like that, I think the nation would root for them. If they had four straight years, they were the AFC title team that they were hosting it i would get why you probably wouldn't want to root for him because you get sick of it you want something else it's not your team i'm not a chiefs fan but don't i don't you, feel bad for you you just you you just made back me. you just oh. made back to back super <laughs> bowls okay and you won one of those by the way what in what world should i feel bad for a chiefs a fan crushing today? loss oh really yeah. I have crushing losses every single year. <laughs> you Fifteen only, of them. You only have so many opportunities to breach the Super Bowl. And you There's think, only you think so they many. won't be back? Mahomes and well, company? they'll be back, but it's not like it's going to happen all the time. I don't feel bad for teams that have made back-to-back Super Bowls ever. Can't End you, of story. I I felt bad for the Chiefs fans. I'm and, sorry. I don't. Arrowhead. They get it. This is sport, man. You blew a 21 to three lead. And you had it. You were there for a fourth straight year. You have no sympathy for me. Wow, you are heartless. Listen, I'm a I'm a fan of a team that has won one playoff game in the last 22 years. Well, okay, 
That doesn't mean that someone else can't feel pain. They have felt pain. They also have won. They have felt the end goal of a Super Bowl championship two years ago. They lost it last year. That's a crushing day for Kansas City. Right. Well, they've had a lot of great days the last four years. Yeah. I'm surprised you feel that way. You you don't you don't feel the same way as me. Well, I'm I'm, I mean, I appreciate the level of enthusiasm in Arrowhead and in that well, Chiefs yeah, fan you show base. Up the games, yeah, good for you. It's the AFC title game. I'd hope you'd pack it and show up. It's for a trip to the Super Bowl on your home field. Yes, you'd better show up. But they always show up. They always show up. I don't, I don't understand. Okay, all right. I can't, I hear you. <laughs> I can't believe you. I can't believe you'd expect me to like be sympathetic to yeah. the teams. Empathetic. To a, empathetic. Sorry to a team that was hosting a conference championship game for the fourth straight year. That makes it even harder. I'd probably feel bad, like if you know, if I was alive. No, it doesn't and, make it harder. You're right. It doesn't I, make it harder. Listen, I don't like. You know, I'm an AFC East guy. I don't like the Patriots. I don't okay. like the Jets. I don't like the Bills. I would probably, maybe if I was aware and I was, if I was alive back then and not a kid, I might have felt bad for the Bills losing four straight Super yeah, Bowls. Yeah, yeah. But also be a little giddy about it as well as a fan mm-hmm. of an opposing team. I just, hmm. No sympathy no, for no, the Chiefs fans. No. no I know Chiefs fans no that are crushed. And I feel bad. Of course for them. you, because it's their team. As a Raiders fan from Scott, I don't feel bad at all. Well, I'm go Bengals. Purportedly a Raiders fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't care about the Chiefs. This this is a it's a spirit of competition, man. Yeah, I'm my Raiders fandom is being revealed as fraudulent because I found myself cheering for the Niners, and I feel myself and think about it, I feel myself feeling sympathy for the Chiefs fans. No, no real Raiders fan would do that, right? No, what, you yeah, should what, throw you, that. You should in my be face. ecstatic right now. Why do you even? Why are you even considering crushing loss, or sympathy, crushing loss, snowflake? I'm a snowflake. Um, I feel for people. You don't sometimes. feel bad for me for my team that has no. <laughs> I absolutely do feel at all. I do feel bad for you for the I don't fact that Dan Marino, it. one of the best of all time, never won a Super Bowl ever. Well, I don't. Mahomes has been in already been in two of them. Yeah, I'm not crushed. And he's in only retrospect. 25, 26 years old. He's got he's got years ahead of him. I do feel bad for you sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yes. I'm the only guy ever hooping and hollering at a sports bar in this town for a certain team. I know you are. Aqua and Orange. And I am loud and I am proud out there. It's very strange. <laughs> Once again, strange. Uh, there you go. Before we get to break, uh, a, a, a sad note today. We, we like to give away on this show on Mondays a care package from Beatrice Bakery, which is always for honoring people that have done great things or also helping people out that are going through tough times. And. This station, when it began in 2011, had a, a trio of Ron Romero, Jim Keck, Roger Dodson. Yes. Jim Keck uh, passed away uh, about a week and a half ago, and I uh, just want to make sure we take care of his, his wife, Meg, and his kids, Char- Charlie, Willie, William, and Joseph. Uh, tremendously sad time. There was big health problems there for Jim. Um, he was a big part of getting this thing off the ground from the get-go, so we, we appreciate everything that he did. In his time here, uh, he's been gone for about eight years from the station, but certainly was a huge part of our early days. So uh, today we want to give our care package to the family of Jim, his wife Meg, his kids, Char- uh, Charles, William, and Joseph. We're thinking about you today. We feel bad for you, uh, and we just are cer- certainly miss the presence of Jim. So again, Thank you, Today, 
our care package uh, from Beatrice Bakery goes to the family of the late Jim Keck. Um, thank you very much for that, Jake. Thank you for everything you did for us, and uh, we want to make sure we give you that gift. When we come back, we will get into Tom Brady. Is he retired or not? And how would you handle this news if you were the one reporting on it? I want to hear that okay. next on Early Break in the Ticket.